What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Monday, March 29th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, officially predicting that this summer is about to be a wad boy summer. Yeah, you know, it's up to you guys to decide what that means, because we don't <laughs> even know. One thing I do know, I'm selling t-shirts for $20. On today's show, COVID cases tick up again in the U.S., then some headlines. But first, the latest. The Twin Cities are on edge, preparing for a trial that the world will be watching. Ex-officer Derek Chauvin faces charges of second-degree murder, manslaughter, and third-degree murder after kneeling on the neck of George Floyd for nearly nine minutes. That's right. So today, opening statements begin in the trial against former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. We have been following this for a while now, but given that we are entering a new phase here, Gideon, remind us what we actually need to know. Yeah, so at the moment, Chauvin is charged with a number of counts that we heard there for the killing of George Floyd last May. The trial is expected to last several weeks at least. There will be a dozen people on the jury with two alternates, and they actually won't be shown on the video feed of the trial to protect their anonymity. Just kind of a crazy detail about all of this. Uh, Mm -hmm. But what do we know based on a compilation of different reports so far? About half of the jurors are white, and more than half are under 40 years old. Yeah, and Gideon, what do we know about how the prosecution and the defense will be trying to make their cases? Yeah, so as of Sunday, we were still learning about what those jurors are actually going to hear. But we did learn from the Washington Post that the judge is going to allow Chauvin's attorney to show body cam footage of a 2019 incident where Floyd was pulled over by Minneapolis police, a separate thing that is not Mm. what the trial is directly about. Officers reportedly pulled him over and arrested him, after which Floyd said that he was addicted to painkillers and swallowed Percocet. Now, Floyd was never charged in that case, but it basically Mm -hmm. seems like the defense wants to use this to make the argument that it was actually health issues and drug use that led to Floyd's death. Now, prosecutors reportedly are angry, rightfully, that this would even get introduced because it could impact the jury's view of Floyd, who, again, is not on trial here. So we'll see how that part of this develops. Yeah, it's a little insane. It's like if I get killed by the police, they were like, oh, you're drunk a year ago. Right. It's like, okay, you still murdered. Um, Anyway, while Chauvin's trial is the high-profile case that we're following now, there's going to be more to come. Isn't that right? Yeah. So the three other officers that were on the scene of Floyd's death are going to face their trials later this year. But Akilah, through all of this, the movement following Floyd's death is not about a single case or the prosecution of one quote-unquote bad apple, but about a system under indictment. The killing of George Floyd sparked major calls for police reform from communities around the country. There have been some recent developments on that front. Like what exactly? All right. So there is a major win for police reform advocates in New York. Qualified immunity is coming to an end thanks to legislation passed last Friday by city council. So that means that NYPD officers are no longer protected from civil lawsuits. And now it'll be easier for civilians to sue the police for misconduct, usually in the case of excessive force or unreasonable search and seizure. 
That was the headline, but there are actually a few more significant wins within the new legislation. Uh, the Civilian Complaint Review Board is now allowed to investigate police with a history of bias and racial profiling complaints. Uh, it is pretty insane that it wasn't allowed before. Yeah. Like, they just weren't allowed to look into it. And that board will now be responsible for giving recommendations for discipline in those cases, too. And the NYPD used to be responsible for giving out press credentials, which, you know, maybe seems like a mild thing. But those are now going to be coming from the mayor's office of media and entertainment. So maybe less, you know, journalists will be arrested at protests. Yeah. And, and there's some news out of Baltimore in addition to this, right? That's right. So a year ago, Baltimore State Attorney Marilyn Mosby heard the news about jails being super spreaders for the virus. And as a way to reduce the jail population, she vowed to stop prosecuting drug possession, prostitution, minor traffic violations, and other low-level offenses. So now it's a year later, and not only did the move reduce jail populations, but crime in Baltimore is down overall. And this mirrors what criminal justice experts have long argued, that prosecuting small, quality-of-life crimes does nothing for public safety. It just increases the jail population. Right. So that move was originally temporary because of the pandemic. But Akilah, what mm -hmm. is happening there now? So with the proof all over in this pudding, all right, <laughs> Mosby has moved to make that change permanent in Baltimore. And it's huge not just because it's the right thing to do, but because a lot of other cities took Baltimore's lead in this trial period. In Seattle, for example, the DA is only filing charges in violent cases. Brooklyn's DA announced earlier this month that his office would decline to prosecute low-level offenses that don't jeopardize public safety. Hmm. So all of this bodes well for the future of policing in a country that actually wants to have equal protections and actually cares about crime reduction. The problem is that when we talk about about decriminalization, too often in the U.S. we frame the conversation as somehow disrespectful to police officers. But police should want less crime and for the focus to be on actual harmful crimes, if only to validate why they must exist, right? Yeah. Like, logically, shouldn't the police want there to be less crime so that they can say that they're even good at their jobs? Mm -hmm. It just makes sense. Um, but the only reason that they maybe wouldn't want that is if labeling the neighborhoods they over-patrol as more criminal inherently gives them license to oppress certain communities with impunity. I'm happy to have that conversation at any point. So we'll We'll be keeping an eye on how more police departments are being forced to change how they police and how they're held accountable, as we always do, and we'll post more details in our show notes. Now, Gideon, let's turn to the virus, because it's the beginning of another pandemic week. Where does the COVID-19 of it all stand? Uh, the question we always have to ask ourselves. So there is good news and less good news, uh, as per mm -hmm. usual. And we can kind of tell the story of both in some numbers. So the good news first, over 15% of people have been fully vaccinated in the U.S. Uh, so far, according to the CDC. And over 28% has gotten at least one shot. That is uniformly awesome. Now, less awesome, that plateau in cases that we've been talking about. Dr. Anthony Fauci says we might be peaking again. When you're coming down from a big peak and you reach a point and start to plateau, once you stay at that plateau, you're really in danger of a surge coming up. And unfortunately, that's what we're starting to see. Yeah, so that's Dr. Fauci on CBS's Face the Nation. He's basically saying there that there's some evidence that things are starting to tick upwards after this plateau. Here are some other numbers that tell that story. There was an average of more than 60,000 daily cases last week, and that is an 11% jump from just two weeks before, according to the New York Times. Yeah, and do we know why that's happening yet? I wish we had the full answer. But, you know, part of it, Fauci and others say, is certainly the UK variant that is more contagious. But another is simply just states lifting restrictions, right? That's always part of this equation, with particular mm -hmm. trouble areas in places like New York, New Jersey, and Michigan. So, in this overall variants versus vaccine race, some researchers said that variants were basically winning this week. Thankfully, though, this upcoming week, even more states will begin opening vaccinations to all adults. So there's still a hope that any broader surge can be held off here. 
Yeah, and even if you are vaccinated, keep RSVPing no to those ragers and parties right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should still keep meetups very small, and those masks should stay up in public because, Gideon, what are researchers trying to figure out about what happens <laughs> when vaccinated people head out into crowds? Well, they are trying to figure out whether or not those vaccinated people can still spread the virus. That is ding, the ding, ding. Yeah, main, main question right now. And to mm-hmm. answer that, researchers will be tracking infections in vaccinated college students and their close contacts. It's reportedly going to include more than 12 thousand college students who have received the Moderna vaccine at more than 20 universities. Scientists plan to have them do daily nose swabs. This is a very different college experience than you or I had. Uh, And sometimes give blood samples over the course of about five months, according to the New York Times. That is going to hopefully give us more insights into what people can and cannot do as we get more of the population vaccinated. Yeah. So that's a look at the U.S., but what about the rest of the world right now? Well, so we've touched on the situation in Europe recently, which is struggling in many places at the moment. But I think perhaps no place is experiencing a bigger catastrophe than Brazil. Right Mm -hmm. now, the country accounts for one quarter of the whole world's daily COVID deaths, according to the Associated Press. That is uh, not great. Not great. Pretty horrific. Yeah. And it's conceivable that the worst is actually still ahead there. We'll link to a Wall Street Journal story about it so you can learn more. But that's obviously a very worrying situation for Brazil and the rest of the world. For now, get your vaccinations when you can and keep vigilant. Hate to say it is not over yet, but we will get there. That's latest for now. It's Monday Wad Squad, and today we're doing a segment called Nothing But Net, where we talk about a story that took over the internet. All right, so today we're talking about what happens when a rapper's shoes are disrespectful to God. Mm-hmm. Lil Nas X is releasing his first shoe today. It's a Nike Air Max 97 that ties into the music video for his new song, Montero, Call Me By Your Name. In the video, Nas X gives Satan a lap dance, then kills him and gets his powers. Very metal. Fittingly, uh, <laughs> the shoes are called Satan shoes, and there are 666 pairs of them. They're black with a pentagram pendant, and apparently they have one drop of real blood in the air bubble. Um, the shoe was not sanctioned by Nike, which doesn't usually put body parts in their shoes, <laughs> but some conservatives online assumed it was and got really mad at both Nike and Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem tweeted like a true 30 Rock parody of a churchgoer. She said, quote, our kids are being told this kind of product is not only okay, it's exclusive. (laughs) But do you know what's more exclusive? Their God-given eternal soul. Wow. And former NBA player Nick Young wrote, quote, my kids will never play Old Town Road again. I'm still debating about wearing Nike after this. Still debating. Okay, Nick. Uh, So give me a lot of twists and turns here. What is your reaction to all of this? I didn't know Swaggy P was so offended by references <laughs> to Satan. Good Lord. When has Nick Young been relevant besides the, the GIF recently? Um, no way. I, my, my reaction to this is Lil Nas X is really good at the internet. Um, yeah, this was, definitely. This is an incredible series of twists and turns. And uh, mm-hmm. from like the video execution to the shoe to the mm-hmm. second video that was like a play on the first video to like his posting yeah. about it. I, he's just like, he's a genius at this stuff. I, I love it. I agree. I think that he's just like, he is of the internet. He was born here. <laughs> These are his streets. <laughs> it's insane that a lot of people who are not familiar with any of the rules are <laughs> trying to fight him. And just like that, we've explored the net. We'll be back after some ads. 
Well, today is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash wad. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Myanmar experienced its deadliest day of violence over the weekend since the military coup. According to the United Nations, the country's security forces killed more than 100 people on Saturday, including a five-year-old boy and several other children and teenagers. The killings, which took place in cities across the country, came a day after the military used state-run TV to threaten protesters with a, quote, shot in the head or the back, end quote, if they continue to oppose military rule. A spokesperson for a group of elected government officials called the event a, quote, day of shame for the military. Since the coup in February, security forces have become increasingly violent in their crackdown on their own people, killing over 400 civilians and imprisoning thousands more. The U.S., EU, and U.K. all condemned the killings this weekend. And last week, the U.S. said it would impose sanctions on two military-owned conglomerates in the country. Less than one week after Arkansas passed a discriminatory law to ban transgender kids from competing in sports consistent with their gender identity, Republicans in the state are at it again. 
A new bill expected to pass this week would prohibit healthcare professionals from providing transgender minors with gender-affirming health care. It would also allow insurers not to cover that care for people of any age. The bill, which would be the first of its kind and will 100% be challenged in court, is opposed by the American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Medical Association, among others. The sports world is also speaking out on this issue. Over the weekend, Olympic gold medalist and World Cup soccer champion Megan Rapinoe wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post saying these bills, which have been proposed in dozens of states, are, quote, attempting to solve a problem that doesn't exist. Super excited for a friend of mine who hit a rough patch but just made a big breakthrough. My friend is a boat named the Ever Given, and he's now back afloat <laughs> after getting stuck on the banks of the Suez Canal. Salvage teams Ooh. freed the Ever Given around 5.30 a.m. local time in Egypt. Per Bloomberg News, it still wasn't clear how long it would take the canal to reopen and clear the long backlog of ships that have been waiting to enter it. Though news is still developing and may change by the time you hear this. The rise of the Ever Given came after a weekend with limited progress. Crews did manage to move the boat, but only by 100 feet or so, which, given my expertise in this field, I would estimate to be about the length of one screw in the Ever Given's hull. Georgia Republicans want to use a time-honored strategy to win elections. Do them with fewer Black people. Oh. Governor Kemp signed a law last Thursday to restrict voter access in the state. Framed as a solution to voter fraud, which is yet another problem that doesn't exist, the law limits ballot drop boxes, adds more rigid voter ID requirements for absentee ballots, and more. President Biden singled out a rule against giving water to people standing in line to vote as one obvious example of how the law is not about voter fraud, but is just to make voting harder. The only connection between water and claims of voter fraud is that both of them are always spraying out of Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> as Kemp was signing the law, Democratic State Rep Park Cannon was arrested for the crime of standing outside his door and lightly knocking. Local activists have called on companies headquartered in Georgia like Coca-Cola, Delta, and Home Depot to reject the law or be subject to boycotts. It shouldn't be controversial to say, hey, let's not do Jim Crow. Yeah, that's an easy one. Take it. Yeah, Take the I win. I think that that one's a real gimme. <laughs> and those are the headlines. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, dry off Rudy Giuliani, and tell your friends to listen. <laughs> and if you're into reading and not just tide charts for boating reasons like <laughs> me, what a day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out. Subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and get, get ready, ready for, for Wad, Wad Boy, Boy Summer. Summer. I'll be honorary if you won't give me a shirt. It's fine. I take it back. You have a shirt. You have multiple shirts. Thank you. You will be in charge of giving out the shirts. You're more responsible than me. That's That should be the rule. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, odd boy. <laughs> what a day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Katie Long, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware.
I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.